and this is the art of less doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. This is episode 155. This is a special episode. I'm here in my house in Bridgehampton, and I have my friends with me, Elon Ferdman and Nick Sonnenberg. So say hi, guys. Hey, Ari. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, so uh, you've heard from both of them before, but Nick is the founder of Calvin App, the calendaring uh, new, new app coming out that's going to help people make more plans with less effort. And Ilan is a co-founder of Satori Prime, he and I, he's also been on the podcast before, but they are visiting this weekend. We're getting ready to barbecue up some massive amounts of meat, and uh, I just thought we'd take a moment here to record an episode and share some links with you guys. So, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, th- just so everyone knows, this interview this week is with Christian Bieland, who is one of the founders of Alfred. Have you guys heard of Alfred? You, yeah. you told me about Alfred, the on-demand stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, so it's basically like a butler service for your home. So they get to, what, what, I, what, I like about, what I like about it, as opposed to like an on-demand service, is that they get to know your habits. They get to know like the shampoo that you like and the kind mm-hmm. of eggs. and what's, So the, they start to automate that aspect of it where they'll check and they'll know if you're out of eggs or milk and they'll replace it in shampoo and whatever else might be. That's awesome. Yeah. I think the rumor was that they bought one one. Really? In the TechCrunch article I, I read. Well, that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, so Lee, uh, who founded One One, was on the podcast a long, long time ago. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's interesting. So, anyway, I'll share with you the, fir- the first few links. So, the first one, actually, is one that Nick uh, told me about, which is VIT. So, VIT is... Uh, actually, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Remember? This is the... Pat- yeah, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool, and it tasted well. Like, you... They basically send you customized, like, these powders of different supplements and vitamins, and... You just add water to it, and I think it's like five or six bucks a package. And five it tasted, bucks for a meal is what it says. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's a meal, and it tasted pretty good when I tried it. So this is not a protein powder, though. It's a, it's like a meal replacement. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is an important distinction. Yeah. And so first of all, I love the the packaging is like milk cartons, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. And this is an important distinction, by the way, the meal replacement versus protein powder, because uh, have you guys heard of Soylent? No. Have you? I have no idea what it is, but I have heard of it. Okay, so so that okay. I'm actually surprised. So Shane Snow, who was actually on the last episode, did a two week thing where he wrote about just doing Soylent. So Soylent was created by these guys, and it is supposed to be the perfect food replacement powder. So it's very cheap, very easy, and it's basically like it's very futuristic. It's it's almost like like a meal on a pill. I don't but know is it made of soy? No, oh. it's Soylent is the Soylent Green, the the book where they were. It, Liquidating the dead, basically. And oh, they, wow. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a dark. Sounds tasty. Name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently, it tastes kind of like oatmeal. But basically, you get that with uh, fish oil pills, and if you're supposed to be able to live on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did it for two weeks, and apparently, the first four or five days was really bad, and then he really started to like it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's important. A protein powder is, you know, really to just help get yeah, more protein into you. Yeah. Whereas a meal replacement is supposed to provide the recommended daily allowance of vitamins and minerals. So. It's interesting, and so you said it tasted pretty good. Tastes good, and it's customized. You can tell them like I like stuff that tastes a bit like this, and then they like come up with all the right ratios of vanilla, chocolate, nice. chia, blah blah blah, and it seemed pretty cool. I haven't tried. It. I haven't ordered it yet, but 
So the form is pretty cool to like fill out. The, what I like here is that you have to describe your activity, and it goes from desk job all day up to manual labor plus workouts. Wow. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty cool. So VIT. So that's like the future of where we're going now? Apparently. I mean, the truth is, is like, you think about Bulletproof Coffee as a meal replacement, right? It's not really a meal in a lot of ways. If this is something that can help you, you know, be efficient and get the nutrition that you need, or even if it's like as a nutritional base, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, okay, so the next one is another invisible UI service. This is my like fascination now that you know the text-only services, and this one's called Text Hotel. So you text to get a hotel reservation. Um, I don't know if it if there's a better angle to using this than just using some sort of concierge service like uh, well, I'm blanking now. Um, hotel Tonight. Like like well, actually, Hotel Tonight would be probably even better in some ways. But this is. A person, they get to know your preferences supposedly, and they can book hotels for you. So, hmm. text hotel. Uh, the next one, I thought you'd like this one, Elon, is called Use Taylor, and it's uh, auto A/B testing and conversion testing. So basically, wow, you set up a landing page and you set up variations, and it will automatically uh, go with the ones that are showing the best. I guess so. It's it's taking a step out of that. But it is it creating its own A/B testing? So. The, Basically, it says you 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 uh, you try different styles and text. No, so and you sh it shows visitors different combinations until it learns which ones they like best. So you basically give it a bunch of options, but then it mixes and matches. That's really smart. Yeah. So instead of you having to be like, does the blue background work with these three words? You can have the three words, and it'll mix it up with different backgrounds, and then it will automatically see. So Taylor finds what similar users have liked. So in addition to figuring out what most people prefer to see on their pages. Taylor will look for patterns and similarities and show your users different versions of the page based on what users similar to them have liked in the past. Wow, monthly? Uh, I think it's like minute to minute, actually. No, no, no. monthly fee or? Oh, or uh, right set, now, set. It's, right now it is completely free. It's in beta. Taylor. Yeah, use Taylor. Signing up as we speak. <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's awesome. use Taylor. So Elon is in this business sort of of driving traffic also. So I, I, I thought that he particularly liked this one, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Taylor. Yeah, usetaylor.com. Usetaylor.com. So, you know, this is an interesting one for me because I've, as I've, I've mentioned this a couple times now, I've really gotten into the whole growth hacking thing. And the things that people test, when, oh, and sorry, also, for those who don't know what A-B testing is, yes. it's really where you're creating multiple versions of the same page and seeing which one people, uh, which one converts better, which one gets more people to sign up, basically. Uh, so the things that people test, some of them are really obvious. It's like, well, are we appealing to their their time-saving issue, or to their wallet, or to their health, fine. But the ones that freak me out, what people come up with, is like changing the color of the button, yeah. you know, and how that Absolutely. converts better. It's amazing. I'll tell you one of the craziest A-B tests we've ever done. We had one landing page, same wording, same everything. We highlighted the word real estate, mm -hmm. highlighted. The conversions on it were like 4%, took out the highlight, back up to 33%. A highlight. That's crazy. And it's weird. It's not that you find rules that are consistent across the board. So it's like, like don't highlight. Right. You, because different audiences respond to different things. But it's really kind of interesting what people will A-B test. And, and it's probably not just like highlighting in general, right? It's like in combination with the rest of the page. Because exactly. you might have a different page that is highlighted that might be the one that's outperforming. Exactly. So. That's what's tricky about exactly. all that. Well, with so this is a question for you, Nick. With like with multivariate testing in general, there is there's is there, there's no real formula to follow, is there? I mean, no, there's there's ways to to do it. I mean, it's like bit advanced statistics, but 
Like, but how do you do that on like what color a button should be? I mean, you test like a bunch of different things at once, and then you vary different things and turn on some things and off some things, and you know you have to have enough enough of a sample set, but you can you can draw conclusions from yeah. it. The key is mostly to test two things at one time instead of a lot of different variables. Right. Set the benchmark and then keep yeah keep yeah. testing different that's things. That's the A of that's the A and B, right? Yeah. You a lot test of people, two things instead a lot of, of a ton. mistake. But multivariate testing is a good thing. Yeah. Well, so this is pretty fascinating. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so okay, so the next one, this is this is a really interesting one to me. This is called Just Tell Juliet. So this is for overpaid or uh, overdue invoices. Okay, so she's not a debt collector. Uh, you basically forward the information to her about someone who has not paid, whether it's a, an overdue invoice or a failed payment, and she calls, or she, I guess, calls, and if she recovers it, she takes 19%. But basically, she's not a debt collector. The explanation they give is that she's, uh, I will have a polite conversation with your client, not just polite, but thermonuclear nice. That's the level of nice where people feel guilty about not paying sooner because I'm so nice. <laughs> I guess she figured out her talent is being super nice. I guess so. Uh, and then they, they, she'll take the payment on the phone. But the thing, the, the, it's interesting. First of all, 19% is a lot, in my opinion. But I guess 19% of you know something is better than zero, well, de right? Debt collectors would take, I think, like 30 plus. Something. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. But it's still, it's, it, which, what they're saying is turning an overdue invoice into a, a customer service opportunity. So you never know what people are going to react to in, in a positive way if they have this kind of experience. And sometimes people have legitimate reasons why they didn't pay. They forgot the credit card yeah. expired, whatever it might be. So rather than just having an automated system ping them with emails, it's kind of an interesting idea. And it's one of those things that I think when you run your own business, it's just such a nuisance and such a drain on your brain that if you could do it and it works, I mean. It's kind of like bill cutters almost, but for collecting. Yeah, right, right. It's a good point. Uh, okay, so the next one is called Better, and I'm not sure how I feel about this one. So there's a lot of these apps and services now that are combining, like, an app where you're reporting something with a real-life coach, for example. Okay. So there's one, like, rise.us, which I've recommended to a lot of people, actually, which is a nutrition one. It's great. You take a picture of every meal, and at the end of the day, an actual nutritionist who knows you uh, gives you, a, like, a report on your food. And they're like, you know, you should have had more carbs in the morning, whatever it might Clever. be. Yeah, so this one, though, is for blood pressure. And the reason I don't know how I feel about this is that it's too specific in some ways. Blood pressure, it's like just lowering your blood pressure is almost arbitrary because if you're not looking at the factors that are leading to the blood pressure uh, increase, that could be an issue. However, I do think that this is valuable. So you're, you're basically using the app to take your blood pressure, and or you can use a, a, any of the cuffs that are on the market. I actually have the Withings blood pressure cuff. And it reports it to this person who then gives you recommendations about your your diet and even allergy information. So as a metric, I do think it's interesting. Like for someone like me, who I think is, I, and all the three of us actually, who are all pretty healthy people, if you're noticing spikes in your blood pressure, if any of us were to notice that, that would be anomalous enough that you could actually use that to probably determine something weirds going on. Yeah. So... I don't know if you necessarily need a coach thing for that, but uh, the other thing I think is like for a doctor or for a lawyer or something who's like chronically sort of like stressed, pushing their blood pressure up, it might be just that, just enough to get them to like take it down a notch. You know what I think is cool, and there's like a string that's happening through all of these, is people are finding out cool ways to analyze data and make it useful for people. Yeah. Yeah, right. All of these things are kind of in that world, you know, the hotel thing. Okay, so they 
compile a huge amount of information about hotels, and now you get to tap into it without having a clue. It's pretty cool that people are starting to use that and giving access. Right. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, I mean, time will tell. But I'll use all the data. That's how. Yeah. I'm planning on making money in the future. Yeah. All the data that we're going to collect. Exactly. It's amazing. So, uh, okay, so the next one, this is an article in Medical Daily about uh, air pollution in cities. And uh, it shouldn't be a big surprise that air pollution is, is not good for people and it can cause things like asthma and even uh, brain damage and stroke risk. But this is what I actually found this really surprising. The most polluted, five, the five top polluted cities in the country are all in California. Hmm. Yeah, which is really odd to me. So the number one is Fresno, two is Bakersfield, three is Visalia, Porterfield, I don't know what that is. Modesto is the fourth, and Los Angeles is the fifth. Uh, those are the cities most polluted year-round with short-term particle pollution. I'm from LA, and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Minus that twitch. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> However, the cleanest cities were uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, Fort Myers, Florida, and Elmira, New York. So not to bash those cities at all, but uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend moving to those cities if you're trying to get cleaner air. You could probably, actually, this is a good point, a good launching point for something, is if you do need to have cleaner air, which most people should, you want to have a HEPA filter in your house. That's a, probably a good idea, an air purifier of some sort. And, you know, taking off your shoes when you walk into the house actually has a pretty big effect on how much dirt gets into the house. Really? Well, yeah, because, you know, you're dragging that in and that's... It's one of those As things. I'm sitting here in my sneakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're workout shoes, so whatever. <laughs> Speaking of clean air, I just got that Sense um, device oh, for yeah. sleeping. Let's and what's that. cool with that is, apart from sleep tracking, it also lights up different colors based on you know, the, the air quality in the room. Hmm. And you can, you can monitor, okay, you slept this many hours last night. It was this humidity, this quality, this temperature. It's a really great corollary, I think. It's cool. Well, more and, more and data. What is it basing the air quality on overall? Is it, Actually, is it the I, overall like, humidity, temperature, or anything? No, or is it I might, particular uh, matter? Let me look. I, have, I only got it yesterday, so let me... Uh, I'm not... I'll come back on another podcast and give a more okay. detailed <laughs> update on, on that. <laughs> this is, this, so this article is more of a report than anything, but I think that this is worthwhile. Any women that are listening, anybody who uh, has a woman in their life that the average woman puts 168 chemicals in their body daily, uh, which is through makeup. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, through makeup and moisturizers and creams and perfumes and all sorts of things. And uh, what they did was they measured these things in, in your urine. So it's not, and blood. So your skin absorbs things like crazy. And uh, that's a lot of chemicals. Uh, and we're, we're talking about things that could cancer causing could be obesity how much is a man put on i was just thinking the same thing um i i don't have a specific number here but i i know that it's not zero by any means uh it, it's probably half in my opinion but i it'd be worth looking at hmm. a lot of the uh, a lot of men men's products also tend like well it depends what brands you're getting of course but they don't necessarily have the same kind of preservatives that makeup i mean you know yeah. makeup's going to have certain bonding aspects to that so nail polish like there's just a lot of things that most men are not being exposed to, but regardless, there's a. This is the thing, actually. If those chemicals are being used by a woman in your home, then you are being exposed to them also, um, whether it's in the shower or the sink or the air, or the you know it's there. So mm. when people have all sorts of health issues or random health issues that they're not even aware of, what's causing them, and maybe it's allergies, they're not sure. Sometimes you could be more chemically sensitive than you might think. So 
worth, worth doing a little cleanup. Uh, and then the last one I want to tell you guys about is uh, I mentioned a couple services on Growth Geeks before, and I, I love Growth Geeks now. It's really, it's like Elance for growth hacking. And I, there's something I want to show you after the episode one. But uh, this one is automated podcast episodes. So I am a big fan of the podcasting medium, clearly. And I really believe that the more podcasts we have out there, the better in some ways, because it, there's a lot of people who cannot get their words out writing and they have really yeah. good things to say and really good things to share and the podcast medium i think is a really good one so uh this is really cool it's 197 dollars uh and for uh for each one hour episode basically oh, i'm sorry yeah one hour episode uh so i would recommend doing this like for all your episodes but if you're going to get started basically they'll do the research for you create an outline for the episode and sometimes they can do that by taking some of your top blog posts you look through the outline and then you get on the call and they can either interview you, they can co-host it with you, you can just read it and do what you want. They'll edit it, music, intro, all that stuff. Uh, they'll host it, the artwork, they'll do the lead magnet for it. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll do everything, post it to social media and they'll take care of each episode for you. So that's certainly not cheap, but it's a, probably a great way to get started if you really need to figure out cool. like, what you want to do for podcasts. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's all I want to share today with this episode. We're going to get to the interview with uh, Christian. But uh, do you guys have anything you want to share before we sign off for this one? Can I give you one cool other one? Of course. For the growth hacks. Um, Hotjar. Hotjar.com has been our new favorite tool. Um, it's the cheapest way to get visual data on what people are doing on your blogs and or landing pages. So it gives you heat maps and where people are clicking, how far they're scrolling down on your site, all that kind of stuff. Uh, amazing, That's amazing. Cool. Hot, jar? Hot, Hot jar. jar. Hot jar. That's yeah. cool. That's like sumo me a little bit too, but that's that's. And it's cheap. I think it's like for the base plan. I think it's like nineteen bucks or something. Yeah. Previously, we were using things like Clicktail and Visual Optimizer, which are hundreds of dollars a month, and it's just as good data. You can actually watch videos of people on your website so you can see how they're interacting how far they're going down we've changed so many things just based on the data that we've gotten because you physically see how people are interacting where they're clicking and if they click on something that's not a link you can now you make it a link if they're oh, not clicking on certain things you you just see what they're clicking on um it's really really great amazing tool very cool thank you yeah uh nick do you have anything um, the coolest stuff that I've found lately, I'm, I'm really bad about keeping tabs open, so I'm, I've been researching ways to help with that. So I've been playing around with one tab, which yep. has been really cool to collapse all of your tabs into one. But a, a real cool one that I found the other week is called Tab Suspended. And yeah. that, instead of closing it, it just suspends the tab so it's not eating into your CPU. Mm. And I cut five gigs of RAM. Like instantly when I did it, it cut five gigs of uh, RAM being used. Suspend tab suspended. Tab suspended. Yeah. Is it a Chrome? It's a Chrome extension. Yeah. That's the cool stuff I found lately. Cool. I like that. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And now for feature interview. So now I'm speaking with Christian Bjelland, who is a, a member of the founding team at Alfred Club and responsible for demand and growth. So Christian, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you very much for having me, Ari. 
Sure. So uh, first of all, uh, tell everybody what Alfred is. Well, so Alfred is essentially the single point to coordinate and manage your weekly routine. Uh, we provide a service where for $25 a week, we send a carefully vetted Alfred client manager who comes to your home on set days to take care of all your to-dos and errands. You know, we'll pick up your groceries, we'll get your dry clean done, we'll organize house cleanings. And essentially our goal is to take the cognitive load of these to-dos as, as one of our members describes it, um, so that you can focus on more important things in life. Okay, so, I mean, and I, obviously, I mean, I understand the service, but it, it, that sounds pretty broad and also almost like too good to be true in some ways, right? So what, uh, it, it, it's more than, I mean, it's, it's like a butler in a lot of ways, but it's really more than that. Yeah, so we like to kind of describe them not necessarily as, as butlers, but like as a client manager um, or like a home manager. We essentially uh, look after, you know, anything you might need. And it does sound very broad because as you know, currently we are it's a pretty broad uh, service. We have primary kind of areas that we focus on, such as you know, laundry, dry cleaning, groceries, house cleaning, kind of mostly things that occur within the home. Uh, we do, however, offer the ability to take care of special requests. And what's special, what's unique about the service is you, we have a we have the key to your home. Uh, all members kind of trust us with access to their homes, which allows us to do all this when you're working or traveling. And you have the same client manager every week. So you get introduced to them at the beginning of the service. You get to know them. They get to know you. And that allows a very personal and tailored experience. So uh, now how is it? How is this different than, you know, just hiring like a task rabbit to do this stuff kind of for you or on, you know, like on-demand services? Yeah, no, um, that's a very good question. So unlike on-demand services, we provide a, kind of an automation and a higher touch experience. So, you know, rather than having to, you know, whenever you kind of need something, uh, you know, open up, you know, task rabbit, find a task rabbit, then coordinate the pickup or the delivery or whatever it may be, we essentially can do all these things automatically for you in the background. So you almost don't even have to kind of think about it. The, the way we look at it is that we're going beyond demand to automate your life. Right. So that's something that I found particularly interesting about this. Like one of the things was that I saw on your website, at least, was about like knowing the kinds of groceries that you, that you have, like, you know, when you use, when you run out of milk, like that kind of thing, right? Exactly. So yes, you become... We get to know you. We know if you prefer skim milk or whole milk, and we'll keep a tra- we'll keep track of your fridge. Your you know if you're running low on shampoo, we'll kind of make sure that you never have to even think about these things. That we'll just kind of constantly be managing and keeping stock of your home and making sure that you're always you know ready to take on anything and not having to you know last minute demand something. You know that's kind of what I think makes this like a truly special and unique uh, experience. Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like some people might think that that's almost like too much of an invasion of privacy in some ways. But I mean, I would love that. I, I would, I would think that was the coolest thing ever. So I mean, have you have you run into that? Um, actually, most of our members are are comfortable with it because they trust they trust us. They you know we are very transparent with you know who is coming to their home. Like they can meet their client manager. We're very uh, careful and with security. So we actually make sure that you know there's nothing like intrusive. We don't do anything that the client doesn't know about or ask for. So essentially you would say, oh, can you always make sure I have eggs in the fridge? And can you always make sure that my, you know, my dry cleaning that I leave on my hamper is taken care of? So we kind of 
we wouldn't just go in and start looking around without you uh, having told us in advance that that's what you want. Yeah, uh, but I also like what you just said too, is that you can set it that you know if, if there's laundry on the hamper or something, that that's something that gets done. So there's, there's almost some automations built into there as well. Like, that's, like, like at a hotel, you know, where they say that if a towel is on the floor, if you leave it on the floor, then they'll clean it. Otherwise, you can leave it on the, the rack, basically. Exactly. And that's actually how quite a few of our um, members of, uh, kind of refer to us as almost hotel service in your house or in your apartment. And I think that is a really great way of thinking about it, that kind of very, you know, almost luxurious feeling of being taken care of and not having to worry about certain things. Uh, I always kind of talk about it as it's, it's kind of like living at home again when you're being looked after by your parents as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, what, um, what, what, who are the kinds of people that are doing this, your, your house managers? So the, um, the client managers, is a, it's actually quite a variety of um, backgrounds, but it's essentially they're, they're all required to have a CV and a cover letter. Uh, we expect either a, a college degree or relevant work experience. Uh, it varies from you know, uh, stay-at-home moms to you know, retired professionals who or, or uh, members of the hospitality industry or service industry to uh, creators as well, people who are, you know, this is like a day job for them, but they are pursuing other, um, other activities in life. And the one thing that seems to be kind of consistent across all of them is that there's a genuine desire to kind of look after and care for people. And we, you know, give all the client managers a lot of ownership over their clients. You know, we ask them to, you know, think about them. You know, what do you think they would, is there something special you could do for them this week? And we encourage them to kind of take initiative and, you know, the, all the members know their uh, client managers by name. They get little notes from them. So this, it's kind of this uh, special, a wonderful kind of relationship that kind of forms there uh, of kind of trust and care. So, and what does the service cost? So it's uh, $25 a week, and that's to coordinate <laughs> and take care of everything for you. You pay for you know, the groceries you buy through us, the dry cleaning, you know, that we um, get to, we take care of you. However, we charge retail. We don't mark anything up. It's the you know, twenty five dollars is to kind of get everything done. So, you know, if you think about it, like how much time we can potentially be saving you every week, that twenty five dollars becomes you know maybe eight dollars, ten dollars per hour to kind of give you more time to work, go to the gym, and spend time with friends or family, and kind of you know focus on pursuits that are you know, important to you. So that's amazing. I mean, so, and is that a certain number? I mean, are they, could they be coming to your house every day or, I mean, or not so, likely? So right now for the, the, you know, the $25, that is a, you have a primary visit where we come. So we'll give you a set day, if, depending on your neighborhood, uh, where we'd say, you know, every Tuesday we come and we, you know, take care of all your requests. Uh, if you have, for instance, dry cleaning or laundry, or, you know, you need a pair of shoes, you know, repaired or, you know, something like that, we would then return uh, on, you know, the Friday to bring back everything and hang it up in your closet and kind of leave it all at your home. So there's a primary day and a, a complimentary return day if necessary. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. And, and, and this is just in New York now, right? Uh, New York and Boston, and we'll be launching in uh, San Francisco in the next few months. So how, how is it, how's it going so far? How is, uh, I mean, how's, the, how's, the, how's it going? It's, it's, it's going really well. It's been um, it's been a pretty uh, wild ride, actually. We've we received a lot of demand. We have actually a 
pretty extensive wait list in across the country. A lot of people in New York and Boston who are, are uh, you know waiting to get on the service, and we made sure that the, our goal is to make to guarantee that there's a high level of service and quality. So we are, you know, we're not kind of opening the floodgates yet to everybody. We want to make sure that the experience of all our you know, early users is top notch. And so we're kind of growing at a, a you know a smart rate, but we're you know experiencing a lot of demand. And you can look at our Twitter feed and see all our, our happy customers, which is always kind of wonderful to see, and uh, nice to have that kind of um, grassroots uh, word of mouth that's kind of been, been happening. So uh, have you? I mean, is is any part of this to try to get a little bit of data as well on the kinds of things, the kind of patterns that people go through? So there's definitely something that we you know, we're thinking about and. When I kind of think about the data that we're, you know, that we're capturing, it's for us, it's all kind of focused on what can we do with this to benefit our members? You know, we don't want to use it to sell ads to anybody. We want to use it to kind of, to, you know, come to you and say, oh, we know you're, you know, for instance, we might know that your dog is now four years old. So we actually think you should use a, a dog food that's primarily meant for older dogs, for instance, you know, kind of information that's, valuable to you is how I think we want to use that data, you know, learning your preferences. We can, you know, if there's a something you ask for and we can't find it, we might know that you are okay with these three substitutes. So rather than bothering you, we'll just get yourself food and read you a little note for that. So we're definitely, you know, data is you know, something that we're gathering a lot of right now and it's, you know, it's fascinating to kind of look at, but we're very much focused on never becoming kind of a, you know, it's never being seen selling your data. It's all focused on the having a really high quality personalized experience for our members. Yeah, so I, it's it's great. And how are people communicating formulated? Is there an app? Is it through email? Like what's the, the main method of, of managing the person? Yeah, so right now the you know you go to our website, you sign up, and then the onboarding occurs you know via email. But once you're a member, and actually we do also have a, a text-based onboarding uh, but for our current members, the communication mainly occurs through text message. We, some, you know, members prefer email because you know they communicate when they're, you know, will send us requests or you know questions while they're at work. But we do a lot through text, and we do have an app in the works. So it's going to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, but you know, we've actually found it very useful to use uh, text messaging. It's uh, you know people are very responsive. People almost prefer it because it's a very quick kind of uh, you know conversational dialogue which is really important for us because, you know, we know our members well. A lot of our members have been with us you know, since the launch, our, our New York launch, beta launch in September. And so we have a kind of very, uh, you know, personal kind of casual relationship. So there's a lot of kind of communication to the text. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the, the new UX is no UX, you know, for all these different startups. Yeah, there's, there's definitely been interesting guys seeing that, uh, that trend kind of uh, blow up in the last uh, few months with a few of the companies focusing on that too. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I, I want to talk about you a little bit too. So how did you come to this? What, what was your interest in this kind of business? You know, what, what was your background? So my background, I, I'm actually originally from Norway, uh, born and raised. I you know, came to us, uh, came to the U S for college and I went to business school with uh, two co-founders, uh, Jessica Beck and Marcel Sapone. And, you know, they started working on this while at school and I began chatting with them during our second year and just, founded a fascinating uh, product and idea. And I actually had worked in investment banking before. And the second, you know, they explained the idea to me, I was, 
I immediately just thought, I needed that three years ago. Why didn't you do this three years ago? Um, and it just seemed like something that you know people really need and people really want. And our you know our our slogan is "Come home happy," and that's really you know how we think about this. We want people to kind of live their lives, you know, be able to work out, be able to you know go to shows, go to galleries, you know, be outside and do what they would like, but then come home happy, knowing that things are taken care of. And that really resonated with me. And the idea of being able to create something that you know, not only is you know, bringing a lot of you know, joy to people and helping them operate like a higher efficiency because, you know, we just take care of certain things that, you know, they don't have to do. It was, you know, was fantastic. And what also really, uh, you know, got me interested and, in, you know, really kind of back, you know, excited about the idea was their kind of focus and our continued focus to only hire, um, really great client managers and make them all W2 uh, employees. So we don't have contractors, we don't have 1099. And that's been really important for us is kind of looking at that, kind of creating real jobs where these people are not just one-off, you know, on-demand, you know, blind faces. They are people who we empower and we give kind of a lot of opportunity to and uh, really think that, you know, if they're happy and they're invested in, that'll lead to a really great consumer experience and create like a really great sustainable company. I love it. So uh, the last question I always like to ask uh, on these interviews is, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? That's a, that's a great question. I think um, top three pieces of advice to be more effective. I think firstly, <laughs> start Alfred. Uh, you know, we can take care of a lot of things that you don't need to focus on. And I think, you know, generally that means like if you can out, you know, kind of, if you can find ways to, you know, distribute some of the load and find leverage in, you know, occurring almost, you know, um, you know, these errands, these weekly errands that occur, if you can kind of find leverage with that, I highly recommend it because it gives you more time to do what really matters and kind of focus and learn and read and, I think that's something that we all can you know, need more time for. Uh, I would say second piece of advice would be to, to always spend time, kind of spend a little bit of time every week kind of planning things out. You know, it's, it might seem kind of, uh, you know, I think that spending a, a while kind of really thinking about what your goals are, what your tasks are, what you need to get done and what you want to get done is really important and kind of allows you to then operate more efficiently going forward rather than kind of, trying things ad hoc and that's something that you know again <laughs> i thought i think i'm going back to alfred too often but you know alfred allows you to plan in advance and kind of set a routine for yourself which i think is really important with um you know planning out your week and you know being really efficient and then i also think uh, my third piece of advice would be to sometimes just you know, to just really uh you know, find a place where you can be in, you know, complete isolation almost, like find a, a place in your life where you can kind of sit and just focus on work or read a book or whatever you need. Uh, I find, I've always found it very helpful to kind of have a place that I'm able to go and I just need to get something done. I think, you know, there's so many distractions that prevent us from being efficient, you know, whether it's, you have to write a paper, just go somewhere where there's no Wi-Fi and just sit and write it and not get distracted by, you know, all these, messages that you're constantly getting. Um, so I think that would be my third one for being efficient. You know, just find up those places where you can cut yourself off so you can really um, you know, focus. 
those are great. I think those are those are really great. So thank you for sharing that. Thanks for for explaining to everybody about your wonderful service. So uh, where can people find out more? And I guess at this point, get on the wait list. Yeah, so you can find out more at uh, www.helloalfred.com. Uh, you know, you can sign up. We are in most parts of Manhattan and Brooklyn, and we're working hard to get as many people off the wait list as rapidly as possible. So, you know, we're excited to kind of get, you know, more people, make them more efficient, and uh, help them come home happy. Awesome. Well, thanks, Christian. Really appreciate your time, and uh, hope people get to check out Alfred. Of course. Thank you so much, Ari. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell, and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.